Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 298. My name's Turner Sparks. Je m'appelle Michel Kaplan. Whoa, whoa, wee, wah, wee, wah, woo, woo. <laughs> Look at that. I'm the son of a French teacher, so I had to had to roll out. La, la. Remember. Dr. Bob Kaplan taught French? <laughs> yes, Dr. Bob. No, Jan Kaplan before uh she speaks before French. She had all she was a French teacher back in the day before she had many children. Wee oui, so. wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wow. So she speaks French. Is she the only person in Allentown, Pennsylvania who speaks French? <laughs> Uh, only the, her and the other French teachers at all the schools are the only people who speak French. Look at so. that. None of the students. <laughs> None of the students know. <laughs> Mrs. Cuck, shout out, my old French teacher. But yeah. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. I put new comedy clips up all the time. Find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. Cap in NYC if you need to, you need some real estate in the New York City area. It's a big real estate. Uh, big, big wig. Salesman big now. <laughs> And uh, follow us at Lost in America pod on Instagram every week. Yeah. Now we're putting out new comedy clips from our live from the bunker show, which we recently oh. renamed Lost in the Bunker. Yeah, got to get that new name right. And that is our Patreon show. We'll get to that in just a second. But Kaplan on the podcast today, we have Adrian, our new back from France. We're talking about all these protests that are going on over there because they want to retire early. I mean, it's very reasonable. Who the hell? I mean, who the hell is working? Nobody does. So we don't want to work. Take the street, burn it down. So we're going to go into the we streets don't. and march. <laughs> yeah. I just sure. want to play. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we will get to Adrian. That's his voice. We'll get to him in just a minute to talk all about that. And I want to know why the French are better at protesting than we are. Why yeah. they're more It's one thing they're definitely better at. That's what we're going to find out. Cap, before that, support our show, everybody. The way to support us. 
Patreon.com slash Lost in America. You get new, you get our Lost in the Bunker uh, Patreon, exclusive Patreon only podcast. The Kaplan and I do twice a week where we, it's a full throttle comedy podcast about what's going on in our lives. A lot of it turns into my standup that you see on stage. I'm in the middle of writing a new hour. So this is the way to get on the ground floor of my stand. When the special comes out, you won't even have to watch it because you've been listening yeah. to the Patreon. And since I never do stand up on stage, this is the only way you get my my hot takes. So this is all this is all of Kaplan's <laughs> comedy. This is my you entire get. outlet. The people who <laughs> subscribe over there, I think we're up to like 75 subscribers, something like that. Uh, everybody loves it. And now's the time to get in because we said if we went over $400 a month, we would throw a big party for all of our subscribers. We're at $450 a month. We got to throw the party. So you'll be you'll yeah. be included in the party. Get in now. We should set a deadline if you want to be in on the party invite. So. That's a good idea. I'm writing that down for next week. <laughs> De- deadline next week. Deadline work. We know yeah. deadline yeah. for party. Okay. After that, you're not included, even if you do subscribe. <laughs> and then enough money. Everyone's asking. So we should update people here. Our show. We went to El Salvador last summer. We did a we did this podcast, but as a pilot for a television a TV show, version, self-funded yeah. TV show. We should have done a GoFundMe. We're real dummies. We pay for it ourselves like a couple We're of such boomers, idiots, such schmucks. But all the comedians I know now, they're like, I want to make a TV show. Give me a hundred grand. And then everyone's like, right. Okay. And they get the hundred grand for nothing. Exactly. They're not even invested in the show. Well, I get the we, we didn't have we didn't have the confidence in our friends and our family, I guess. We didn't realize that like we were too. Is it shameless? Not shameless enough. We weren't shameless enough. That's yeah. what it was. Well, <laughs> we I didn't. You, we're too old. I didn't know people will give you money for nothing. I thought they had to have like an ownership in your business. No, no, no. Nobody cares about ownership anymore. People will give to any GoFundMe link that's ever sent to them. They will just give money to GoFundMe so. link. Anyway, <laughs> point is, we went to El Salvador. We filmed Lost in El Salvador, and we will find out in a couple. We're still a couple weeks away. We'll find out if we got into the Tribeca Film Festival. That's kind of what we're waiting on right now for the next step. Everyone is like, everywhere I go on the street, everyone's stopping me. What's the next step? What's the next step? We're gonna so, find out any day now. And if you didn't get weeks. in, Kaplan, you're fired from this podcast because <laughs> you worked for the Tribeca Film Festival for 15 years. And if we yeah. don't get in, it's squarely your fault. Well, we'll make, I know where a lot of bodies are buried, so we're going to get in. We'll All right. <laughs> All right. I like it. Making <laughs> threats. If we get a notice that says we're not in, that's when Kaplan really goes to work. That's when I pick up the phone and call the National Enquirer. That's when your work <laughs> begins. Catch and kill. Catch and release. Yeah, exactly. Kaplan anyway. on the podcast today, as I said, we're talking. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash lost for five dollars a month. You get that. So throw it in. Be a part of the crew and the pod army. And then we'll give you a shout out next week on this. And podcast. Then for $20 a month, we will. Uh, you can any advertisement you write, we will read on this air on this show. So exactly. But- any ad. And we have more of those coming next week. Kaplan now. Yeah. France, they're protesting. Yeah. What do you know about this protest? I mean, as you mentioned in the open, the French are protesting all the time. So, you know, there's, there's always hard you to know, keep up. It's hard to keep up with. An airport's closed. The train station's closed. The hospital's closed. That's just normal French life. So at first I wasn't paying attention. Even when I was seeing like they were lighting things on fire, the streets were burning. But then I saw they had to cancel a state visit from King Charles. So I said, oh, this is this is getting serious now. <laughs> you know, I thought maybe the protesters, that's why they were doing it. Did they say so off just, with his head if he comes to off with his head? They just do exactly. He said, "Let him eat cake," and that would be done with it. Um, but no, in all seriousness, they've been protesting because, as you said, they were going to raise the the retirement age from sixty two to sixty four. Yeah, seems are kind of reasonable to me, but we'll get into that. 
to, because if, I think I assume it's going broke, you know, like us, their their pension. Like every country broke. in the world, there's too many boomers because people live too long today. When they yeah. wrote all these laws, uh, people were just dying. They didn't have all this medicine. They were giving people leeches for everything. Well, and they now, also didn't think that World War Two would end and everybody would just start banging. Right? People used to also die in wars all the time. That's the yeah. other thing. <laughs> Exactly. They didn't predict drones. They did predict drones. They did predict any of this stuff. So now people are living and countries are dealing with it. And they're trying to raise the age of 64. We know the French don't want to work at ever. So they definitely don't want to work two extra years. Um, and then it so they didn't. The last thing I know is they didn't actually get it passed through the their parliament. They, they didn't have the votes. So they just like came up with some loophole. I think it's called like Article 49.3 or 49.2 or we'll get and they just like passed it anyway. So uh, now people are really mad about that, I think, because, you know, it doesn't seem very democratic. So maybe I'm actually on their side. So they side. passed this raise, raising of the the, the, uh, pension. the retirement age without a vote. Without a vote. Yeah, because they didn't have the votes. Adrian yeah. Arnoux, welcome back to the show. It's great yeah. to have you back live from Paris. Yeah. You're coming to us from I believe. Yeah. Paris. Paris. And uh, how how did Kaplan do? I didn't jump in on that one because he covered most of what I knew as well. But how did we do on the? That was pretty accurate. That's pretty much what's going on. Looking I mean, delicious. Firing all cylinders today. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the loophole that the, the, the dude found. I think that's the main issue. That that's the main source of anger Macron, at this point. Is right. It feels it feels very like dictatory. <laughs> Emmanuel go, just Macron. bypass just bypass the government and find a loophole in constitution. And that's why most people are mad at this point. I think that's why everyone's mad. So people started this. This was it announced that this was going to happen in January, and then it actually mm. happened in March, early March. You got to realize, you got to understand something. S- something similar has been happening since I was a kid. <laughs> okay. It's been going on for every year. They've been trying to raise the raise age. Yeah, and I'm 38, so yeah, that was a while ago. You know, I remember mm. 95. The roads were blocked because of the same thing, and then I think 2003. Uh, Every six to seven years or so, we we. I mean, it's also. I think it's a French tradition to just go outside and burn shit up when we're not happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it keeps the balance to like you know. It's, right. it, it really it feels. Shows like you, it shows you're alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just so scared of uh, the country becoming some sort of dictatorship where the people don't have any power that we just panic and set dumpsters on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so what, when you say it happened when you were younger, it was. They've been moving it up a year, like the retirement age back yep. a year, every year. Yeah, I remember uh, from when it went from 60 to 62. That was already a big mess. And um, I think the main argument is for the jobs that are like really hard to do when you're old, like, you know, collecting garbage and all that shit. Like, the, like it's not the white collar jobs that are a problem. Right, we don't want a 64 year old garbage man. It's a little. Yeah, he'll die anyway. I mean, it's, it's it, some jobs are just exhausting. Uh, so I, I think that's the main uh, argument. Obviously, if you work like a office desk job, you might be able to stick around for a couple more years. Uh, it's mostly like the you know manual. I uh, mean, anybody. My dad's still an accountant. He's seventy four. He's almost seventy five. But a yeah. lot of that is just and, kind of sleeping and then waking up every once in a while. Well, my dad's still a podiatrist at what? He's a uh, seventy two, I believe. So yeah, but, you can uh, check people's feet. But you're right; it's the hard blue collar jobs that are more difficult. Yeah, because because also you also get a class of people that feel like they're pointless and dead if they don't work and like they're gonna work until they're like 80 because they just don't they just don't want to retire and, and cultivate a garden or whatever uh Listen, don't so talk about our president alive. that way thank you <laughs> <laughs> but is it it's uh, all anybody who's in a government employee or like how does it work over it, or is it just everybody like this it's also it's it's a fuck over because you, you got to start working really young and then it's got to be legal hours and you you 
you know, it's hours that you, you know, you work throughout your life. And then at the end, they just calculate it and, and they go, here's how much you deserve, which is usually half of what you used to make. Um, but it's about collecting hours over, uh, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years. What about for comedians? Can I ask, do you, yep. will, mm. will you be the beneficiary <laughs> of any of this? Or do you have to work for a company or work for the state or something? To yeah. Get how does that, this? Great I question. think had I started to get paid legally uh, with comedy earlier, <laughs> Uh, I, I could bank on like the idea of retirement because, but I, you know, I only started getting paid like properly when I was like, I don't know, 31, 32. It takes 10 years in comedy to make any amount of money. Yeah. It took a minute and, uh, and some of that money was, you know, kind of off the grid too. So yeah, it, it doesn't count. <laughs> it's no, not going to count. No, the French IRS isn't listening. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm taking chances, I guess, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess if I started to make money with comedy at 20, maybe I could retire at 60, 65. But hopefully by then I'll have enough. To... You could have a tour, the retirement right now, tour. I mean, Pinch I guess it. if you file your taxes, like, do you pay into a fund that they would come back to as retirement? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what we did. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we call that uh, cotise. I don't know. Uh, collect. Uh, and uh, yeah, so by the time you're like 61, 2, 3, 4, this was like look back and say, well, this, this is how much it works. This is how much you deserve. So and, for uh, us right now in the United States, I looked up at 67. Did you know that? That's Kat? to collect social security, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then um, you get, but, and they want you in America, they do this thing where they, if you, if you wait to take it a few years, it's like a gamble. You actually collect more money. Yeah. And you have okay. to really, you're betting on yourself. That's when you're like, all right, You'll I got to eat healthy live. now. <laughs> Cause if you die, it backfires totally. Yeah. If you die, then you should have taken money. it earlier. Yeah, so you gamble on yourself, but do they have they thought of that idea over there or no? It's all just flat. The longer so is, is Dr. Bob Kaplan, is he waiting? Is he like, oh, think, I'll wait one more year, and then I'll get even I, more? I mean, considering he still works, I think he waits bets on himself. Yeah, I hope I, I don't know. Actually, I should ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think do doctors in France have a specific uh title where they might be allowed. Some some people are just not allowed to keep working because there's a law. And then well, I think oh. I mean no offense to Dr. Bob, but I think yeah. doctors should be included in that. <laughs> yeah. I Presidents, don't know if I want some like blind 90-year-old doctor working on me. You know? He has his license, but yeah, it's a that's a fair point. In France, speaking of doctors, is it you, no matter how much you make, you still collect? Like because in America, even if you're wealthy, you're gonna collect because you put money into the system. Yep. In, in France it's go. the same way. Yeah, yeah, you still get okay. It's not so a, I want to get into this. It seems like I've been doing some research today. The French are much better at protesting and striking than American oh, yeah. people are. Meaning when it happens, it's more effective. That's just proven. You guys yeah. get what you want more often than we get what we want. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. yeah sorry, well, do you agree with that? I guess let's start there. Um, well, I don't think are these are these protests comparable because like uh the, um, the last protest i can remember from the u.s i mean i don't know it's like george floyd and all like you know black lives oh, yeah they solved it and we there's no more police shootings yeah ever. i didn't do anything and over. It, and <laughs> i mean <laughs> fixed the, a problem was over. fixed from our protest to be honest <laughs> exactly. nothing got solved from that I don't well, think. a bunch of corporations made like statements about social justice. That's what they accomplished, really. Yeah, yeah. they put out commercials about yeah. how we, you know, Nike was like, <laughs> we support everyone. And then that was kind of it. And then we all moved on. I don't, we moved I don't, on see, a, I don't see a lot of protests in the U.S. based on like financial, financial, you know, 
stuff. No, we had mm-hmm. Occupy Wall Street was the famous yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Right. That yeah. did nothing. But, nothing came out of that, right? I mean, and um, did well, Wall I think Street change right. their <laughs> Kaplan? Did Wall Street change anything based off that? I was out of the country. I don't think anything changed. No, yeah, I don't it, think it's. So. And then uh, the Tea Party on the, was like a kind of like fundamental. Well, yeah, the most successful protest was January 6th. That's our style. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we, well, the original but, Tea Party where they threw the tea into the harbor. Yes, we did invent this stuff. We were good back then. Yeah, that was the, that was a real we protest. Kicked out the British, but yeah. it seems like France. Yeah. So anyway, ours don't really lead to anything. Kaplan, what is your confidence when you see a protest in the street that some that it's going to lead to real change in America? Mine's like zero. <laughs> it's not. But I think also and we should get into the France difference with France is that our unions aren't very strong. So I think a lot of protests are like union backed and our unions have like no power. They're just like most of these jobs aren't even union anymore. So, yep. yeah, when our unions protest, everybody's like, screw them. Like, you know, the air traffic controllers protested in the 80s and Reagan was like, fuck them. We'll hire new people. Fire yeah. them all. And Americans, well, even like my dad was like cheering it on because even Americans, oh, in my America, parents too. even if even if you're not a Republican or whatever in America, you're just like, I want to get a plane. I don't care about your issues. I think we're so self-centered. We're like, no, we're I want to get this done. Today. I'm going to Florida. Yeah. 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 So, but in France, I imagine are people more sympathetic to the to the plight of the worker? I, I don't know. Well, I, I think the the union thing was, is right. Right. That's a good point. And also, I think it's a culture, th- a culture thing where most of the protests are about like preserving, you know, what you would call the safety nets <laughs> that we that we benefit from. So I, I don't think that's the culture in the U.S. to mm. to, you know, oh. burn shit down for <laughs> we rights. We like to do stuff people... without a net. <laughs> yeah. If you need a net, <laughs> you're weak. Where's the thrill? Yeah. If you, if you, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> If you could become a homeless guy masturbating tomorrow, where's that rush you're getting from? Like, yeah, that was streets. off air. You, you're yeah, just calling back to a, something that the audience. I was calling back hear. to something that happened in my neighborhood the other day. Sorry, we it talked happens about in every neighborhood every day. It happens, yeah, it's part of the New York experience. But that is true. The American culture is: I can do this on my own, and you should be able to too. If you need help, then you're weak, right? I mean, frankly, uh, that's the basics of it. Yeah, and I th- I think most of the pro- protests that we got are, are based on that. I mean, I mean sometimes we get the regular like I don't know price of gas and all that shit. But um, I think it's it's in the culture. Like, really, it's really something that every French person in every class, uh, financial class, is going to protest if their what they perceive as their rights is going to be uh, threatened. And uh, it could be doctors, it could be you know construction workers, it could be anybody. Right, yeah. that's very different. We don't have doctors protesting in America. That's oh, never. No, I mean, <laughs> like when they, when Obamacare, some doctors might not have liked some of the provisions, but they weren't going to get out in the streets and picket or something. Well, that's what I was going to say, Cap. I mean, so what I read on March seventh in France, because of this bill, one point two eight million people uh, protested on the streets, and then even up like March twenty eighth, just a couple of days ago, seven hundred forty thousand people protested. Is there? On something as, I guess, non-sensational, as boring as it might be, as raising the age from 62 to 64, there's you cannot get over a million people in American parts. It has to be something no. sensational. Like well, somebody and we have more killed pe- on film, right? Yeah, and it's also like we don't, we're all like after ourselves. Like we're selfish. Like these people, there's young people protesting. This doesn't even affect them. You know, like, like university kids are out burning shit down. And in France? In France, yeah, and they're not retiring for fifty years. You know, like they don't even start working yet. We don't do that in America. It's like the specific group protests. This would be one day. It would be on the news, and then it would get no ratings because on the other <laughs> news channel there would be like a storm. Yeah, you know, 
Like, <laughs> oh, a bomb cyclone is, is hitting Nebraska. And everyone would watch that. And then the first news channel, News Channel A, would learn their lesson and not put this raise the, the social security thing on the news anymore because but, no one's watching. But we also wouldn't have something like, I mean, they were doing it like clo- three days a week, right? It's like Tuesday. Was it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? It was oh, I want to get into that. Yes. Yeah. So- and, they, and, they, and in fact, the schools would close. Like we wouldn't, I would fucking lose my mind if they closed schools three days a week. I don't care what the cause is. I'd be like, no, <laughs> kids are going to school. <laughs> so we read that these protests were coordinated and were happening in France. They've been happening every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Is that okay. correct? Pretty much, yeah. Hopefully, because I gotta go to I gotta do a spot tonight. <laughs> it's Friday tonight. Which Friday is night. Recording this. And yeah. what's uh, the? It's not every day, yeah. And and then why is there some logic behind the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday thing? I guess days. they're just worried they're gonna be tired, or, yeah. or it's, it's like, like you do chest workout on Tuesday, legs on yeah. Thursday, uh, recharge loops, the the batteries on Saturday. You got to rest in between. <laughs> Because the thing is, it, it, what's going on right now is it's getting more and more brutal, brutal when it comes to uh, the police and how they uh, how they act uh, towards the uh, protesters. Um, They're not as... It's starting to feel like if you go to a pro- protest, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get your ass kicked by the by the cops. You're gonna oh, one okay. guy lost one of his one guy lost one of his testicles, I think. Uh, one woman lost a thumb. You, you can lose like Whoa. an eye or something. Cause... Losing a thumb? That seems. How did that happen? Is the, the cops? The cops can't really shoot you, but they can shoot you with like fake. Uh, we oh, call like it pellets? flashball. Yeah, it's called flashball over there. I don't know. It's like, like paintball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably a lot more. <laughs> what and is? Yeah, and then the, the sticks. Uh, is it flashball. Like I got it, Kaplan. But like a gun. That, I'm asking Adrian, what is it? Flashball. I guess it's like some a form of gun with the bullet is like rubbery, so it doesn't kill you or something. And uh, we also got the tasers. We got. Um, the big controversy right now is uh, we got cops on motorcycles just fucking <laughs> slaying people with a how do you call it a stick a whip a, like a whip oh a baton? no no not a fucking whip <laughs> <laughs> no I guess uh, you know the stick the police uh, the like the the, baton. the bully the bully yeah thing. <laughs> yeah and um that's also what's it's starting to feel like oh we're not really allowed to protest anymore I guess if mm. if they're gonna because they they'll punch tourists and kids they don't give a shit. So that's that's becoming a little uh, preoccupying, I guess. Right. So you have to protest that then the police violence. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's that's what that's what's slowly cycle. making it worse is because uh, the president is like, I don't give a shit. I'm still doing it, and then his police is beating us up, and so even people that were like kind of for <laughs> upping the retirement age at this point, they're like, uh, you know, they feel disrespected a little bit. Okay. It's like, oh, you just don't listen to the people. Too into it. Yeah. Yeah. And the president is like, we don't I don't care what's going on. I mean, I saw that they arrested a woman because she called the president like garbage on Facebook or something like this. Not even they're like cracking down on like online stuff. So they're really. Yeah, I saw that in an article. I I don't know. Like, I don't Uh, know what the free speech rules are, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, especially I guess if if there's a threat in the mess in the tweet, maybe. But right. Maybe there was uh, more to it. Yeah. She may have threatened him. But it's not something to do a lot. It's probably to make an example out of her. Mm. It's not necessarily a because if it, if it kept happening a lot, that that would be that would be a huge problem because because it's because now it sounds like a dictatorship. Like you can't criticize on Facebook and you can't protest. It's like how is it? A yeah, democracy? that seems kind of nuts. So in America, when we have a strike, re- like even go back to the George Floyd, that was the biggest one in recent memory. And no, there, no essential services shut down. The the trains in New York City, the subways still run. The trains still run between the cities. Uh, the post office still, the, the trash gets picked up, the post office post gets delivered. So 
there's not much bargaining power that the protesters have. What what happens in France? Like for this protest, for example. I think for if if what for the kind of because we get some of these like George Floyd type protests, it's just you know less people die, but it's still pretty brutal. You still get you still get the video occasional videos of policemen, uh, you know, brutalizing minorities. I guess taking that thumbs happens. off and yeah, uh, yeah. 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 yeah and, um, and that 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 can happen, but I don't think that would cause a strike. That would cause a you know people going down the street uh, in the street and. And uh, call it, pro- it, it, it would cause a protest, but I don't think people would stop working. I think it would be right. the same as the U.S. I think uh, that what's going on right now is just about money and work. And uh, so that's tied in. So, like, for example, in my neighborhood, uh, the, the garbage people were on strike for a while. So it was just fucking piles of garbage. Piling everywhere. of trash everywhere in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny. Actually. <laughs> that's why the King Charles couldn't come because of that. It was too dirty for him. Yeah, it felt unsafe. Like, where was he going to go? I, I mean, and it's a bad look. To his first visit as king, and uh, and he's just got to dodge, you know, protests and shit. It's, yeah, it was a bad idea. It's it's, it's probably a better, better idea to have him later. <laughs> so, did the tra- I feel like if the trash company, we also read that the trains were stopped. Is that true? Some of them, some of them, yes. Okay. Uh, it's it changed. You got to Google it every day. Okay, to see so where the protest is. There like an app that tells you what's closed, like so you know how to plan your. You just scenario. follow the. Uh, you just follow the uh, metro company and on Twitter, and and they, they'll just tell you everything about. But what if what's, the t- what's person on? in charge of the social media goes on strike? Then you're really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we still got to eat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and schools were shut down some places. Uh, if I had kids, I'd be aware of that, but um, you don't I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> how? <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> why if if they so if if the trash company shut down for a week why wouldn't they just shut down forever until the law gets changed because i feel like that uh, would do it i guess that works i guess at some point they're like all right let's make a deal because the city is just littered with piles of garbage like it's a joke like it's yeah <laughs> it's i think it happened in italy a few years ago and and i, I remember seeing the you know the images and being like, oh, fuck. That's and yeah, it pretty much happened down my street. It's kind of funny because it's a rich neighborhood. So see all these rich people just, you know, walk across <laughs> garbage and yeah. horrible, like dead smells. of. I think that- it would only take a couple of weeks for laws to change if they just stuck with it. It's interesting. They did it for a few days and then went back to picking stuff up. I mean, it, it, I think Maybe it went on for paid off. I, I wonder how long it took Paris to get to like looking like New York City. Because we just have trash all over the place and we have no one striking. So <laughs> I should have taken some pictures to show you, but yeah. uh, it was pretty bad because it lasted for about a couple of years, couple, not a couple of years, uh, a couple of weeks. Wow. A couple of weeks. And uh, and uh, maybe more. And I think it's over now. But yeah, that's the because they just want, you know, they just don't want to work. Until Do you know how it ended? Guess. Because nothing got changed. It's very complicated because you know, depending on the district, this is a different company and blah blah. So it's a okay. and some stuff is privatized, some stuff is not, and some people work for the state, some people don't. So it's a mess. So some right. kind of deal got made. You need somewhere. the the mob to be in charge of the waste management business, like here, and then <laughs> no one's striking. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure that's what happened in Italy when when they had the yeah. problem. <laughs> uh, so but, what? I I think another thing I read why your protests seem to be more successful or historically have been in enacting actual change. First of all, I guess let's go here. Do you think this will lead to any real change? Do you think that it'll, they'll stop the law from getting put in? I always feel like someone has to die for anything to change. 
But um, no, I mean, if the country is really paralyzed and everybody's like, you know, holding on to it, at some point, he will have no choice but to kind of backtrack, I guess. But um, but it could also lead to nothing like it has many times. You know, it's uh, potentially it can work. You know, it's, it's does it feel that uh, way? Before, does it but... feel paralyzed right now or does it feel like normal life? It's it's fine. Uh, just a lot of, you know, some gatherings and cops that are worried. And it's all it's, it's, it's tense. It's tension. How you, okay. what you feel? It's not like a war. <laughs> It's not war all the time or every day. And um, even when there's like massive protest in Paris, this is, I don't know, 80% of the city where you can just walk around. And it's not, you know, you just got to know right. which places to avoid. Okay. Um, it's like an average American city. <laughs> <laughs> you know what neighborhoods to avoid. Man. Yeah, instead yeah. of like gang activity, you just have, it's the protest activity. Just exactly. avoid them. Yeah, because the cops will not care if you're just uh, here by accident. They won't give a shit. They'll, they'll arrest you. They, they arrest yeah. a lot of people and then release them the next day. I mean, the, the Frenchmen have to have a place to go to have their affairs. That can't be disrupted, <laughs> you know, like the day-to-day life of a Frenchman. Exactly. Go on. It's a when you, um, sorry. When you come to America, do they, like, do, I, don't, I know you've been to New York. I don't know if you've been to other yep. cities. But do you actively kind of look up, like, oh, what neighborhoods to avoid and what neighborhoods to go in? Because <laughs> well, I, sorry. I, living outside of the uh, U.S. for 12 years, I found it very interesting that every city in America has a neighborhood you just don't go to. And then yeah, it also that, has, that like, be... a really nice neighborhood. <laughs> that would, I mean, that would be similar, I guess, anywhere in the world. It's very China that, wasn't that, like that. I, I, poor yeah, I neighbor in China when I lived there, the poor neighborhoods are still safe. They're just poor, but no one has guns. Right. Also, right. Well, my my last two trips to the U.S. were L.A. and New York, so you know I listen to a lot of rap. Well, there you <laughs> go. I, I know where not to go, and everybody knows. <laughs> Any place mentioned in a song. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that. pretty much how I, how I picked it. So, and yeah, so I, when I was in New York, yeah, I, yeah, L.A. I pretty much you know did the, the Hollywood, West Hollywood, and then you know. The north, yeah. northern, yeah. like West uh, Hollywood, pretty safe. Yeah, I got in, in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> that was yeah, you're felt fine. pretty safe. Uh, and New York, I guess I, I just I just stayed in Manhattan. I just didn't want to take any chances. And uh, oh, you got to come next time you're here. Come out to Queens. I'll show you. It, I'll show you the sights. <laughs> Hundreds Point South. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> even go to Brooklyn. <laughs> I I was gonna go to Brooklyn, but I uh, pushed out. I guess. But, oh, uh, I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, There's Turner's nice in Brooklyn. He'll show you around. The, Here's the thing: the I'm by place. myself. I'm a, I'm completely by myself, and I got you know a face of you know it's kind of open right. that You're, people might want to you know a Frenchman a mug me like, yeah. face <laughs> a mug me yeah face. exactly that, that's <laughs> so uh, but I guess in any I mean in most parts of the world most cities in France there's like always like a at least a tiny block that you can't go to you know they, okay. and then maybe maybe nothing will happen like you know there's some some like. Uh, you know, infamous, infamous. I mean, you can, you might just walk around and nothing's going to happen. And then you might get mugged in a rich neighborhood. That's also that factor in, you know, true. But is that they're lighting things on fire? Is it in these specific neighborhoods that people are, or or that can be anywhere? Cause I'm watching, uh, there was a, I saw a video, a picture of like a couple sitting at a beautiful looking uh, cafe bistro place. And then in the background, it's just like burning. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I think the, uh, I mean, for the most part where the protests happen, it's kind of, it's kind of decided upon, before it happens with the police and the government and shit like we're uh, gonna go there coordinated. okay yeah and then sometimes it just you know gets off the rails but um but yeah i was most of the protests are in like the center of the city that's where everybody congregates and then you know 
it's just becoming like weirder and weirder and it's like there's like spontaneous protests that were not planned that just kind of happen and then everybody's on twitter so they they can kind of like you know gather congregate uh using twitter and uh I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It feels, you know, when you've been living in France for as long as I have, it just feels like, you know, same shit, different day at this point. <laughs> feels it's, it's, it's really, yeah. Do you yeah, know anybody who's down there or any uh, eyewitnesses from the. No, I know. Uh, I, all I know is comics who try to get to their spots and, and it's just oh. a fucking nightmare. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if most, this is America, like, we would have, there would be a certain amount of comedians out there leading the protests for credibility. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, mm. not even they might agree with it. They might not care, but it's like an angle. Everybody's looking for an angle on how to get famous. Yeah, yeah. And one of I'm the a, angles on how to get famous. And by justice. the way, for the listener, I just want to say what where this is now become a very authentic French podcast. Yes, we got to say that Adrian's smoking a cigarette on the air. <laughs> He's smoking a cigarette. He just yeah, he got like a <laughs> inside. He, he, he did ask us if it was OK, which I like. So we, oh, you we never had, know. We've had comedians. Obviously, there were comedians uh, protesting with the George Floyd protest. There was also a comedian famously who stormed the Capitol on 9-11. And she went in. I mean, not 9-11. January 6th. (laughs) Uh, 9-11 comedian. There was a comedian flying the plane on 9-11. Yeah. Um, Our last. Who was the comedian on in the January 6th? Who was the comedian again? It was. uh, Oh, Chrissy Mayer is her name. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. And she stormed (laughs) the Capitol on January 6th. And then you have an angle. And then because she wanted to get famous, you know, and I think it's working out for her. I think she does well with the alt-right audience, the comedy audience. Right. You got to find your niche. The racist so. right wing comedy audience <laughs> yeah. is her niche. That's, yeah. that's the Turner hasn't want. found the, Turner has not gotten into any of these niches yet. But one day you're going to start. You're going to protest something. One day I'm going to yeah. jump in. But so, yeah, are there comedians doing that? No, and I would imagine that when a protest in the U.S. happens, it's mostly Hollywood people that do that or actors it's more, more than comedians. Uh, no, no, there's a lot of like young, uh, progressive-minded people who. Well, the actors. I know what you're saying. Like the Hollywood actors will put out video. They won't actually go down to the protest. Well, they're, mm, they're like Susan okay. Sarandon will or something. Yeah, but like Susan Sarandon, <laughs> they'll put out videos saying, you know, it's usually a black and white video, and they don't have they're makeup serious. on. That's how you know oh, they're serious. Yeah. Or they have makeup on, but they had the makeup person make it look like they don't have makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll speak in a very monotone, and they'll be like, "We support you." And then they sing "Imagine." And they sing Imagine, they say this is not right. What's happening to poor people is not right. Meanwhile, they have hundreds, they live in like $100 million. Well, yeah, and they would also support a strike because they would have a workaround to any strike because they. I think I I remember Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad going, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Self hating. Yeah. Part of the problem. Yeah. No, what's happening with comics uh, when it comes to the strikes and the protests is just what you would expect, meaning. Uh, everybody uses it as father to do like you know videos on Instagram about it. <laughs> uh, they like doing a video like in front that. of the fire. Yeah. We just use it for content, you know. We we just right. use the news and and fuck around and so. Um, I want to get in more and more into this uh, when we come back, but we got to take a break, Kaplan. Oh, we yeah. are part gotta of the, the world's smartest podcast network, world's smartest podcast network dot com to get all the shows. That includes Andrew Heaton and the Political Orphanage podcast. That includes. Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. And Kaplan, this is a spot right here. I think next week, Drew Freilich sending us an ad. We have ads from our $20 a month sponsors. If you throw in 20 bucks a month on patreon.com slash lost in America, we will read your ad copy right here. We'll say whatever you want us to say. If you want to raise the pension age to 75, we'll read it. Whatever you want, we'll do. Whatever you want, we'll do. Um, And now, Kaplan... 
a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, local sponsors. We love you. Thank you, sponsors. It's always great to have you keeping the lights on over here. Um, all right. So, oh, I wanted to ask about this. So one thing I read it, and back to this theory that the French are better at protesting than we are. The They said that because you have a parliamentary system in government mm. and there might be like nine parties at one time that represented in government or seven or eight or whatever it might be, then it's more... Uh, there's more of a chance that one of those parties will align with the protesters pretty closely and will take what the protesters messages and put it straight into parliament. They'll be their representatives in parliament right. directly. Just go populism at its finest. Whereas go in the with- United States, we have two parties, we, which is it's complete horseshit. We have Democrats and Republicans. And while they might kind of agree, neither one of those sides is willing is good is willing to stick their neck out and they know if they don't do it, the other one probably won't either. And then they all can just ignore you. Oh, well, what's going on here is basically since uh, it's one party doing it pretty much, it's like the president's party uh, called right. La République en Marche. Every other party is an enemy. So they are all against it now. I saw that like Le Pen's yeah. party is like the same with the like left wing socialist. Exactly. Right? Ex- yeah. Exactly. Which I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. You're making <laughs> strange bedfellows. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but that's what's happening is basically it's it's all on the president and all on his party and everybody else is against him because they all want to run in a few years, in a couple of years, I think, or more and win. So but yeah, do they, they all privately know that it's probably a good idea to raise the age at some point because of financial <laughs> <laughs> the books. Yeah, I, I tried to look up uh, arguments for raising like who is for I was looking for like, I don't know, a Twitter account. That would be like for the raising of the uh, retirement. I could not find any argument. So either nobody wants this or nobody wants to vocalize that they're against that shit, uh, that they're against the protest because you, you, they'll just get piled on online. You know, even even if I took a picture of the garbage in the streets and just like here's here's the garbage in Paris right now, it was it would look like I'm not with the garbage people, and I would oh. get like insults. You on get Instagram. dragged. Yeah. Well, I think that the <clears throat> argument in favor of raising this, uh, the age is pretty obvious, right? I'm sure it saves money in the budget. Yeah. And, and well, and they always try to make it like this, the only way to save money. And well, that's kind of hard to prove. And that's, you know, that's kind of biased. Uh, obviously it would save money. Uh, the question is, are there other ways to save money? Um, that would, you know, not penalize the poor so much because it's it all comes down to yeah my job's not that hard i mean it's comedy physically it's not hard it's more mentally you know and uh so it's, it's more like labor difficult labor physical jobs that are impacted by this because yeah who wants to be in a factory at 63 4 um but um so yeah i forgot i forgot the question so cool. yeah we should make comedians work till they're 80 you're, you've got a good point and that's my goal. And then the fact you work. <laughs> Mel Brooks is like 98. He just put yeah. out a new show on Hulu. So <laughs> we can do it. It is possible. Well, what? So what about Macron? Is this when's he yeah. up for election again? Oh, shit. When was the last one? I think last year, 2021. We did a pot about it, didn't we? 2022. Because, yeah. yeah, it was a blur at the time. He won, COVID. but not convincingly. He doesn't have a strong majority from what I remember. Which is yeah. why it's so hard to pass this in con- in the parliament, right? Because it's also n- nobody likes him, but you know, you got like what seventy million people 
uh it's like no one's gonna be he's like in the middle of like he's kind of progressive on the social issues but right. he's like a democrat at the for same us. time yeah. yeah pretty much and um the thing is he's not he's just not very good at like you know communicating mm. to whoever vote for him like he, there's a lot of like how do you mépris how do you it seems like the way Tucky despises uh, the lower classes and he doesn't give a fuck about them. And right. he's an elite. And, yeah. And he could lie. You know, if he was a good politician, he would lie. He would be, uh, you know, he would kind of rub in the, the right way. But uh, he's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so that's going to, you know, is, is, was, did he know going in, like how frequently is this article 49, three used to just pass laws without the yeah, well, voting for it? Is that happen a lot? Or is this like a, a loophole that he just pulled on everyone they were surprised by or? It's becoming preoccupying because they, they started to, they're starting to do that a lot. They're starting to use this loophole, like you know, more and more often. And uh, and everyone. What is the loop- How does it work exactly? Just say like, all right, forget mm-hmm. we don't need a vote. I'm gonna pass it. <laughs> it basically means that the president president goes, okay, uh, I'm gonna pass this. I don't. I'm not gonna listen to any of you. But it's my. It's also in you know the counterpart is uh, I'm responsible. So that's I think that's the basis of the article is that. Uh, I, I just take it. He's like, I just take my whole, it's my whole responsibility. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, it's n- nobody's for that. Nobody's for this. They used like the, you know, in- increased use of this article. It, it's starting yeah. to feel a little, yeah, not democratic at all. And I think that's, that's why even people who don't give a shit about. Yeah. Cause retirement. it's scary. If Le Pen was in power, she's like the far right, you know, imagine hmm. if she just said she wouldn't have the parliament just say, I'm just gonna use this article every time to pass things. That would be. Yeah, and uh, what what, <laughs> what would these laws be? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think the article is only for uh, financial. Anything that has to do with financial and uh, like anything that has to do with social security. That's the only way you can use it. Uh, which is already a lot because it's just well, it's money reforms, so it's going to be most reforms anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a creepy loophole that uh, and feels so like a slippery slope. <laughs> he had to know this was going to be unpopular, right? I think he's a sociopath and he doesn't care. And I think that's most presidents, <laughs> at least that we've had. And um, he's, he's not ours. <laughs> <laughs> he's governing for whoever voted for him and whoever is his class and his world. He's, just, he's not going to give a shit about the, the, you know. Okay. So with that in mind, though, does he, is, is this a calculated move where he says, yes, there's 1 million people are protesting in the street, but there's 70 million people in my country. M- maybe. Mm-hmm. This is something that he thinks is supported, or he's done the numbers. Is this is supported by more than the it, majority of people? I'm just taking the other side for the sake of it. His argument is uh, at this point. His argument is, "Hey, you motherfuckers voted for me. <laughs> oh, get what you deserve." <laughs> yeah, that's like, hey, the, the votes, and you know, we also got elections for like regions and you know deputies and shit. So it's like, so I, I think the argument is like, hey, you, you had the chance to vote if you didn't want that shit going, on, if you didn't want any of us. Like this is your choice. I think that's the the way he brands it. Okay. Uh, like this is still democratic because we're the people that you voted for are doing it. <laughs> so you just, get what you get. And you don't smart. throw a fit. Is the uh, yeah? It's like dealing with children. Yeah. That's how I deal with my. <laughs> so I should be dealing with my kids, but you know. <laughs> so. So does he? Can someone? I forget how the parliamentary system works. Like if. Obviously, he's not very popular right now. I would imagine nope. he's not too popular. Nope. Can someone else call for an election or can only he call for an election? Um, shit. Like, I think it was say, like, I want to run against the president, you right? Now. right? I think he's only not even, he can do that. 
there, there was a way for the our uh, the or the loophole to not work. You know, it's called a motion de censure. Just like there, like no confidence vote. Is that what that? With <laughs> no, basically, when, when you bypass the uh, the parliament and using the loophole in constitution, um, you, you the the parliament still gets to be like, hey, wait up, and then there's a vote. And and the vote was uh, in favor of uh, Macron. You know, the it's like I don't know the different deputies. Right, like, but that was if he would have lost that vote, right? He would have been then there would have been an election, right? Is that how it, it's like a no confidence vote? Kind yeah. Of thing? But I don't think yeah. I don't think it would have been a re-election of. I think he would have just had to like compose a new government. But I don't think he would have uh, had so to the parliament. leave. I don't think it would have been. Other, you vote for the party, you know, not the person. I always forget that part. Well, he's the he's <laughs> voted separately. He's the president, and then there's yeah. a parliament, right? There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's oh. a prime minister. Uh, what's her name? Uh, or uh, what's the prime minister's name? Elizabeth Bone. Elizabeth Bone. That's it. Oh, probably. Was, yeah. So, <laughs> so is she in? Co- she's like in the same party though as him, or? Uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, so she could be replaced. Right that's the thing, right? If they, yeah. yeah. So you could like uh, call for legislative elections where you elect, you know, deputies. He would not leave power at all for any of this, but he could like, you know, re revamp his government for something that, you know, fits more uh, what the people wants. Want, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I doubt that he would like re- resign <laughs> because of this. That, that's not going to happen. I, yeah. It doesn't surprised. sound like it's in his, he cares enough nah. to do that. No, and you know, I mean, it's it's like every president. I, th- I think we we talked about Sarkozy last time. This like, and I and I think the U.S. presidents do the same, where it's like you do the gig of president for a few years, and then you get the fuck out of here and you do private stuff. Yeah, and I think they all have that goal in corporate mind. gigs. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, he, it's like being a comedian. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like half a million every conference uh, to just be like, yeah, I was the president, so here's what I got to say for, yeah. and you can do that for twenty years. And uh, I think they're all like eyeing this um, as a goal. And and so he knows he's going to be gone, basically. He's just doing the thing for his friends. <laughs> you know, he's doing whatever it. pleases. He's just doing Last whatever term. pleases the, the people that, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the people that he's going to have to see for the next 20 years in his circle. That That's that's wh- who he's working for right now yes. because he's going to be gone in a few years anyway and, and disappear in the private sector probably. Doesn't he have, how is he still have the wife that's like much older? Is that Macron? <laughs> He's got the like the cougar wife. Yeah, yeah, he does. Because uh, I can't uh, believe he'd pass a law against oh, her generation. And isn't she like disturbingly unattractive, or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> nah, she used to be. She's she's, she's hot for a sixty-something-year-old. But she was his yeah, babysitter yeah. when he was a kid, or something like that. She was am a I teacher. Right? She was a oh, teacher. teacher. She me too. French him. teacher. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't count. There's no me too in, in France. Captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole French society would fall apart. You <laughs> yeah. guys don't like what do you it's think of it. like the me too movement in France? That's another topic. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a mixed bag. It's, yeah. it's, it's like it's like the French version of me too, where you're still going to have some people going, oh, she's 15. It's fine. Uh, that's still yeah. going to happen. And then and then you also get the woke. <laughs> you also get the woke uh, people uh, that you would have in the U.S um but and it's the same debate of like oh she asked for i mean you know it's, but it's it's the french version of it where uh old actresses will go i, I like to be harassed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's part of our culture yeah. yeah it's i've watched a lot of french movies it's like it what latino of... people think of the latinx term they're like no 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 stop that's part of our culture that's what, <laughs> yeah but, uh, but, but, but I mean, we, we do have an entertainment industry with the same kind of scumbags that you would meet uh, in Hollywood. Well, that so. hasn't changed. French movie, yeah. the French film industry, still scumbags, and still. 
Well, they get caught, and, and some like Luc Besson had it, had issues oh. recently, and uh, uh, Bardieu, they're trying to take him down. You know Luc Besson? <laughs> I, mean, oh, I, yeah, think he, he... I think he told me that last time, but I don't remember. Yeah, Kaplan and, only uh... works for people who meet two people. <laughs> <laughs> he worked with uh, Harvey Weinstein. So he worked with Harvey Weinstein. Yes, he once yeah. ran me over in an elevator. Building. Get up, yeah. <laughs> um, Kaplan so... knew everything. He just didn't say it. <laughs> I, you could still you could still get in trouble. That's with not like true, by the way. I, <laughs> not I should pause. <laughs> Listening audience, I'm joking. Kaplan did not know everything in advance. <laughs> I only knew a few things. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping yourself. No, well, he gave me and he paid me up. No, he obviously I didn't know anything. Or I'd have a better career if I would. He would have been paying me hush money. That's but, true. No. Yeah, anyway. we all know that you all knew. It's fine. <laughs> we all knew. All American knew. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's not like it wouldn't happen. It's like a, there's no me too. Um, and you could still get in trouble for allegations through, you know, social media and blah, blah. It's just, yeah, the, the French flavor of it where it's a little less hardcore, a little more, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Say I mean, me too was mostly, yeah, me too. To me, me too was mostly, uh, you know, in media and entertainment and had nothing to do with society in general. And it was mostly cos- a cosmetic type of change anyway. Um, it was so in America, it mostly existed so Hollywood could have a whole Oscar exactly. congratulating themselves. Yeah. Well, on, yeah, yeah. finally doing really the good. right thing after a hundred years of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And I would say in America, in at least in like New York City type in LA places, it's it changed like office culture a little bit where people are scared to like have a relationship. Like HR departments got involved and like nobody can. But in France, I assume people are still screwing at work and guys are still screwing <laughs> well, their reception, their secretaries, yeah, stuff like that. I think that's the main difference is even before me too, like way, you know, for, for years, I've always thought like the uh, the laws for sexual harassment of the workplace in the U.S. were super hardcore. <laughs> and yes. that, it was like you can't, you can't even say hi. <laughs> but uh, you're very scared. You don't want to compliment if someone like yeah. looks nice. Don't even just don't say anything. This too, too yeah. risky. I think it's how the movie Office Space starts, uh, if I remember correctly. Like it's in the culture of, of the U.S. like office yeah. world that, yeah, because well, you, you don't you don't risk. like your jobs though. You want to lose them anyway, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, that's why you're protesting. No one wants to work. I think we glossed over to get back to it. You said this briefly, Adrian, but I think what we're trying to figure out the difference between why the the French um, protests are more successful than the American ones. Mm. You, you don't have guns with real bullets that police shoot. Yeah. Right. That's true. That, so that, I think that, that's you, one. That's a big deterrent yep. to protesting. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah, don't yeah. shoot protesters in America. They shoot well, people to lead to Penn protest. State. You ever heard of that? OK, that was a long, long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, but it happened. It did happen. Yes. Fair point. It Thank can you. happen. It would not really. Yeah, I, I doubt that the, the police would shoot real bullets. And I think that has a lot to do with it. If anybody dies, it's because they got trampled or, or heart attack or something. Uh, it would not be because of gunshot. And then I also that's, read that's there's sure. this thing where all the unions have a fund that go oh, right. yes. to pay people while they're protesting. Because if you're on strike, then you're not getting yep. paid by your job because you're on yep. strike. So then the Thank union you. will pay you some type of money. Maybe I don't know if it's the full salary or not to go strike. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, that's uh, a big difference. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the reason why it's sufficient. Because I mean, how, how can you not work a day every yeah. couple? I mean, of days? that's a real loophole, yeah. though. You call yourself on strike and you're actually making money. I, I don't know. You're not like a. Well, that's why you strike so often. Who cares? The, yeah, because I've been waiting. You know, the Writers Guild in America they keep threatening to strike every few years in, in the Hollywood industry, and I want to oh, become yeah, sure. a scab. My dream is to be a scab. Are you they part all of the Writers Guild? 
No, I want to be a scab. I want them to go on strike <laughs> and Hollywood to hire us to write some movies. <laughs> so, That's our only so, shot. Yeah, but if if they were getting paid uh, a fund, they would stay on strike even longer. So that would yeah, be a great yeah. idea. <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, that's genius. That is good. So so, all right. So the way it sounds like Macron's probably done. He knows he's on his way out, and he's just taking care of his buddies on the way out. That all adds uh, up logically. Yeah, and when, and when I say he's on his way out, he's still got I think four years of presidency yeah. oh wow uh <laughs> it's got a few more and i don't think i don't know if he can run again or not um but in the long term in the next i don't know decade uh that's that's how he's gonna be how he's gonna get old and <laughs> and be he's still gonna be there you know the former president mm michael and then yeah he'll just do private conferences and and work in the you know the private sector in general wait for his wife to wait wait for his wife to die so he can get some action off it <laughs> and what about you man what are your what do you have, you have touring plans this year touring uh well you know you do dates on the road uh i was in lille yesterday um the way it works in france is if you got an hour it's like a giant french festival that never stops yeah, when okay. you're in paris where everybody's got an hour every week and you're supposed to kind of do hour every week every wow <laughs> no, not a new hour every week. No, uh, no it's the, actually it's the the exact opposite. Is you get your hour, and then it's like a play, and you're supposed to like do it in every market possible. The exact for same hour every time as your sister. Yeah, and that's kind of boring to me. So I don't I don't feel like doing that right now. Like you know, you're supposed to like install, you know, settle your show in Paris for a while, do it every week. But there's like every comic does it, so okay. the market is like oversaturated. It's kind of hard to sell tickets unless you're like hardcore grinding on Instagram. Uh, and even then, it might not be a guarantee. So right now, I'm pretty much building an act, and I also kind of want to travel uh, outside of France because I I want to do more stand up in English because that's Sweet. that's where real fun is. Come not to the New money, York, but man. the fun. Yeah, we got. Yeah, 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 I was I was going to come back before COVID, and now you know I'm thinking about it for next year. And um, also, Europe has got like some cool, um, you know, English speaking scenes when it comes to stand up. You can go to Berlin or Amsterdam. Uh, there's a lot of um, spots you can do there. So that's probably the first step of what I do is, you know, stick around in Europe. And if I ever actually, you know, try to go to the U.S. for, you know, quite some time, I would like to have a, an act that I'm not ashamed of, <laughs> you know, because I hit because I hit the 10 year mark and and I realized, oh, I kind of have to scrape the hackiness off of me now. And I, I think that's yeah, that's part of the thing. process. It is. Yeah. Because because step one is just trying to get an act together that works yeah. on stage for an hour. Just not bomb. <laughs> just yeah, just one. not bomb. Just have people <laughs> laughing. Yeah. And then, like, step two is, yeah, you get the luxury of being like, okay, now I know I can do an hour. Now I want to do a good one. And then you're yes. like, I want to make sure the good one that's, like, not, it sounds specifically like me and not like anyone else, but those are steps and steps and steps. Well, and there, I think there is such a thing as good enough for Europe or good enough for France or good enough for, like, I want to be as good as the shit I click on, you know, yeah. on, on YouTube or Netflix. I, 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 at least we want to aspire to that because yeah. otherwise, yeah, you, you can be the king of Paris English stand-up comedy. It doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the bar is not very high because it's not a real business it's over there. Scene. So, and I just want to be a, I just want to be good. <laughs> so. Awesome. So you're trying to put together. So when you say everyone does a new hour and then they tour it around like a fringe festival, you mean like, like a fringe, like an Edinburgh fringe festival hour for our audience, which means it might have a story all the way through. It's not necessarily funny the yeah. whole time. Yeah. There's that, crying. uh, yeah. crying, <laughs> a, a message, crying. a message that you need to have about whatever. And, uh, Some type of like a political left wing message. 
Has there ever been a be right, right wing? wing? Right yeah, wing yeah, Edinburgh, sure. Edinburgh sure. French sure. Festival. <laughs> January sixth, January sixth girl could do it. Oh, that's what Chrissy Mayer could do. A whole hour about oh, anyone could do it. Storm the Capitol. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you get in the same city, in the same market, you get both the uh, you know cliche blue haired whatever, and then you get yeah. the you know other cliche against the culture. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, that that coexists. Oh, yeah, you're right. That there's already a, exists. Those people are weak. Yeah, and there's a market for everybody. I mean, you know, you just got to find it. Some people is like, uh, yeah, you got to find your specialty. Oh, that guy has props. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of corny, but yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's it's. It's just, yeah, you're in Paris and there's a lot of theaters, a lot of small rooms and everybody's got their hour, but they're like two years in. So I think it's insane Agreed. <laughs> to do that yeah. and, um, and oversaturates the market. And and then you can go on tour. And I mean, the cool thing is that in France now there's new comedy clubs opening. So now you can finally tour if you have an hour stand up, you can actually go in comedy clubs. Cool. Uh, before that, you used to have to go to like, m- you know, municipal theaters, yeah. <laughs> theaters where it's like a uh, city. Yeah. And it's and it's owned by the city. So it's financed by the government. So it's the, the you know, the budget for culture, they call that. Mm. Um, and so you become leverage because <laughs> the mayor shows up like, hey, oh. <laughs> it's thanks to me that this comic is here. So you. Yeah. you yeah, I, I kind of want to buy a different that feel system. from like a drunken comedy club. Don't make any jokes about the mayor. Yeah, and and and, and the old people are here because they bought like tickets for the whole year. It's like, it's a weird thing. I don't want to be a part of, and especially if I can now tour in comedy clubs. So that's what I'll be doing with the next two years, Fantastic. probably. Because in in America, back before we had comedy clubs, the comedians in the '60s they used to do strip clubs. Yeah. Did that? Cool. Do you guys do that? I mean, <laughs> they didn't strip though. Just to, no, they, know, would, they, are, they open for the strippers. Yeah, they would do. A lot up. of them are former brothels. Uh, a, lot, nice. a lot of a lot of comedy clubs are open. Former brothels or uh, basements that used to probably be there to hide during the war. Oh, <laughs> you know, bunkers. You, yeah, yeah. You see a lot of tunnels and weird. You know, like what was this in the forties? What was going on there? Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should. It's pretty that. cool. And I, a TV I, show in France. Let's mark that down. As an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I guess stand-up culture and theater culture uh, are not separated yet. So it's still a little bit of you know people don't write their own jokes necessarily, or they hire someone to tell them how to how to do them. Oh. You know, metteur en scène they call that. It's it's still it hasn't coach. been a schism between stand-up the two. Coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking weird, bro. And some people don't even write any of their jokes. Uh, so old school to have like a joke writer and be a comedian. Yeah, That's how yeah, used yeah. To be in the old days in America too. Yeah, I, no I used to get yelled at. Jokes for you. <laughs> I used to get yelled at because I didn't want to get a co-writer. It's like I'm a year in. Why would I get pay someone to write jokes for me? That's stupid. Oh my gosh. How do you even you uh, go and you, there's like a service like people know like go find this. Well, co-writer. and also part of learning to be a comedian is learning how to write jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's a whole like c- circle of the industry. That's uh, the people who would you know normally write for TV to also write for comedians, but like seventy five percent of the show. <laughs> and so they get, and then they get royalties. Like they like like if you write a song for Beyonce or whatever, you know. Right. It's like. Uh, and uh, but but you know some people get it, and the comedy clubs are you know opening, and uh, I think over time the the two cultures were because I heard about I heard the same thing about the UK. That they were kind of pretentious or in theater and shit, and uh, but you also get the you know, the cool comedy club vibe. Well, it's also uh, yeah. What's slowly... bizarre to me about all that, and I didn't realize it till I started like kind of running into these comedians who do those hours where like they're partially crying and stuff. You know, uh, <laughs> they've somehow decided that they're doing like some elevated form yeah. of what yeah. we're doing, but we're yeah. the ones writing an hour of jokes. Yeah. 
Like, they're writing they're like, jokes and it is to cry. They write like 20 minutes of jokes and they cry <laughs> go out there and cry. <laughs> I'm like, how are you? Yeah, well, you're like, doing better than what we're doing. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm interesting. Yeah, but it's just easier to be interesting than funny. Totally. <laughs> like, different fart. You're a storyteller. Then that's a that's a thing. Yeah. Like you could be a storyteller, but you're not. A, you're not a comedian. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh, uh, Henry Rollins, right? He's a <laughs> spoken exactly. word. Spoken word. <laughs> spoken word. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Which does, I guess does exist in in New York, but it would be in Broadway on Broadway, right? If if you did that, yeah. if you did a one minute where the theme it used to I be more Mar- of a thing, you would see. But yeah, now it's like a high. It's only a higher form or. Like yeah, I think really Mark Maron had one, but it was like I think it was called the Jerusalem Syndrome, and he did it like precisely on Broadway because it was like off the market of stand-up comedy, pretty much. I've seen Henry Rollins yeah. do it; it's pretty interesting, but it's not stand-up. But but he also doesn't I think, think he's, it's stand-up. I think he's coming to Paris. I might want to. I might want to check him out. He's Henry a Rollins. maniac. I would go see it. It's pretty <laughs> fun. That. I saw him like twenty years ago, but it was good. All right, that's the show, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing it. That's great, everybody. Thank you for yeah. having me. Check out. Come oh, to I New York. To put it in the in Come the intro, Queens. but I'll put it in the uh, in the in the description of the show. Check out Adrian, our new on Instagram. A D R I E N A R N O U X. Yeah, A R N O U X. It's a French name. Comedy. It's a French name. There's an X that you don't pronounce. Adrian, our new comedy on Instagram. Follow him, everybody. If you enjoy us, please follow him. It helps everybody out. Uh, that is yeah. it, Kaplan. From um, uh, what you do, <laughs> we're the end. I mean, I'm in the mood from this whole hour. I'm gonna go have my first cigarette in about ten in about a decade. I'm gonna. Oh go my go god! You mean this? So, yeah, there you go, oh, man. That, looks, that looks great. <laughs> get light up and get lost. <laughs> get lost. I'm gonna stop my lighter with this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.